Hello, community. In the conversation with our guest today, the Wi-Fi connection didn't make it easy for us. And we didn't get quite the audio quality we were looking for. But we didn't want you to miss out on the opportunity to hear the powerful story of our Brazilian guest. At the end of the episode, you may hear the sound a bit choppy. But you were warned. Enjoy the chapter. Here begins San Incertidumbre, a place where not having certainties is not a fault, it's an opportunity. Be part of a conversation about mental health, self-care, and much more with Francisca Venegas and Sebastián Valdés. Hello, lovely community. This is Francisca from your podcast about mental health called Sana Incertidumbre in their English version for sure now. So today we have a guest from Brazil. Her name is Ana Caroline. She's an English teacher living in the north of Brazil in a city called Aracaju. She is also a podcaster. She has a podcast called Pretas na Reg, that means black women on social media. And today we will be talking about self-care through what is the impression that we have and others have about our appearance. How are you doing today, Anna? I'm doing great, Francesca. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here with you, talking about uh, important subjects, right? Important matters. So it'd be a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And I love how having like a common language can make this podcast possible. I know a little bit of Portuguese, but of course it's not amazing to maybe have a podcast in Portuguese. And I know that your Spanish is still developing, so I'm glad that we have English in common to have this podcast. So my first question, I wanted to know a little bit about the podcast that you have, Pretas na Regi. If you can tell us what is it about, how did it start, do you do it by yourself, do you have an other community of women that participate, so to tell us a little bit more. Okay, so this podcast, Pretas na Rede, is actually something that I have with a friend called Gabri Gabriela. And actually, she's the founder. She was the, the, the mastermind behind this podcast. The idea is Black women talking about a lot of things, culture, social media, movies, and so on. And also, we want to give a voice in the this environment which are which is actually so overpopulated by white people talking about a lot of things that they have appropriated to talk and we want to show that black women as well have this uh this thing you know we can talk about whatever you want with property you know uh so it's important to us be on, on on the internet talking about subjects that people used to hear uh, white people talking. So we used to talking about uh, movies, technology, and you know, music. And we have a new series now that's talking about the revolution of being a black person and everything that involves. So we have uh, episodes talking about music, talking about Uh, exercise and a lot of things that shows how can be a revolution to our lives. So that's 
what this podcast is about. I will definitely add your podcast to my list. Um, and I will practice my Portuguese also by listening to you. And I think this is a very important subject. Like I'm a white South American person. And I think when, when I'm watching movies or series or maybe, I don't know, the news from Chile, there is now I think there is more, but there is not a lot of representation of the diversity. So we will have probably very slim, white, blonde women, uh, tall, um, usually heterosexual as well. And of course, there is plenty of white men as well. And when I look to the news of other countries, it's the same. With Brazil, also the same. Like the president is a white man as well. Um, so I think when we are talking about appearance, we are also talking about representation, like seeing people like us in different things, hearing people like us with different accents. That's why, for example, in the first episode that we had from this podcast, uh, and I was conducting this podcast with Seba, another Chilean uh, guy, we said we were not going to apologize for our accents. Uh, I know my accent is like a combination between several ones. Sometimes I speak more British because I was living in London. Sometimes I speak more Hispanic, sometimes more American. And I think we need to have different ways of hearing people. So I love this uh, idea of Fretas Narej and I will listen to that. So coming back to the, the topic for, for this episode today, I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit of how it is to be you in the community that you live in. So you are living in the north of Brazil. Uh, it's a city that has the ocean. Uh, we can have a lot of like ideas of how Brazil could look like. But regarding who, how you look like, how it is a day for you there? Well, it's, it's been, uh, how can I say, a war inside of my mind because we me it's not so easy. You know, I have a lot of issues. I have a lot. Um, I have been struggling for uh, a lot of things since I was a teenager, especially when it comes to appearance, especially because I'm a black woman. Let me be so clear about this. I'm a black woman with a kinky hair. So can you see? Uh, I mean, you know me, you know how I look like. So it's not easy. It's difficult. You know, people look at you and say, Oh my God, you are so beautiful, so exotic. And you say, oh my God, I'm not like this, you know, because I've never saw myself as a, a, a beautiful person. So every day it's a, a war inside my hair. I have to fight against my thoughts. I have to fight against my feelings, you know, that because they are not good feelings. They're not good feelings. They always put me down. They have always but be down, you know. But these days, uh, I'm trying to to be more aware of who I am and what's my role in my community, in even in my life. Because sometimes we just live our life; we don't know our role in our lives. Because we are we are so busy uh, paying attention to other lives, other life, um, helping other people. You know, and you don't have time to help yourself when you really need it. So it's pretty much complicated. You know, in a nutshell, it's pretty much complicated. And sometimes we want to get, I want actually 
to give up. But sometimes I say, okay, I have to stand up for myself and do something really important to me. You know? So I'm trying to use the social medias to, to help the others and myself, especially myself, and to, to get through this, you know, and understand that I am this person with all my flaws, with all my qualities, and I have to accept myself as I am. But it's not that easy. We think that is easy, right? But it's not. It is very hard indeed. And I think now we are going towards a society that has a different value about beauty. So now it's a little bit more diverse. And I think sometimes we even feel guilty because we don't feel good with our bodies. I should love my body, what's happening? Like everything, it's possible I can be skinny, uh, overweight, but it's still beautiful. But sometimes I actually look in the mirror and I hate what I see. So I wanted to ask you during this whole process of your life, uh, I think we are both over 30. And when you look at the mirror, do you think you look at yourself differently than when you were like, I don't know, 10 or 15? Oh, that is a nice question, actually. Um, because I, I've never seen myself in the mirror for a long time. Actually, I, I wasn't able to look at myself in the mirror without being so hateful, you know, without look at me and said, oh my God, what it is, what is that? And me, I mean, um, if you look at me, you're going to see that I'm a turned up person because I'm skin, you know, uh, just because of that. <laughs> No, my hair is not straight. My my color is not white. So, but you know, my body's fine. Uh, my face is fine. But when I look at at the mirror, I saw everything wrong. You know, I wasn't skin enough. I wasn't. I don't know. Uh, black enough, maybe. My hair wasn't. My hair. You know, I w I wasn't to look at the mirror and said, Oh my God, you are not person that I want to be because you were so ugly you were so you know you don't I I, I use it do, do not like what I, the image I would see actually I could see in the mirror but now I'm trying to change this image that I, I, I used to have about myself um it's not something easy as you said before it's not something easy You know, I still look at the mirror and see that scary little girl when I was 15 years old, 16 years old, that was afraid to show up herself to the world, was afraid to stand up for herself, you know. And I was like, oh my God, I am over 30. I really have to change this mindset, you know, because it's not good for me, it's not healthy. You know, th that Anna Carolini uh, in the past, she, it's now me in the future, that future. Okay, it's not exactly the future that I would picture, but <laughs> that's it. And I have to accept this. I have to love her and understand that that little girl made me today, you know, and I, I have those few weeks i think those few months was pretty hard for me because i was a look at the mirror and hate every piece of my body francesca it was like what is go what is happening right now because i'm i'm like 
I can't stand anymore. I can't stand anymore. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm, I'm just like, okay, you have to breathe. You have to uh, keep your cool and be more careful. Be more, um, yes, take care more of yourself. You know, not only your appearance outside you. Because I believe that appearance is something more inside you. How do you see yourself? How you are treating yourself inside than how you treat yourself outside. Actually, outside is like a reflection of you are inside of you. That's the idea when I see me in the mirror. Sometimes it's very hard to, to listen to these stories. I think everyone has felt like this sometime. And how do you understand? How did you learn that you were ugly? What, what, what was the comparison that you were looking up to? Like you were looking in the mirror when you were, I don't know, a teenager thinking I should be what? I should look different in what way? Everything, you know, I should be, um, I don't know, I should be, I should have, actually, I should have a lighter skin or my nose would be more beautiful, maybe. My hair, oh my God, my hair should be strength, you know, so I, I used to, Strengthen my hair using iron, you know, a brush made of, made of iron. You know, you have this idea how painful this was because this was something burning my hand. I was like, okay, now I'm going to look good because my hair is the same of the people on the TV. Because for me, like everything starts on TV, you know, the TV has been selling an image that is not fair with us. You know, it's not fair because when you turn on the TV, the first thing you're going to see is uh, a TV show with a beautiful skin girl. You know, mostly she's white with straight hairs, blue eyes, you know, totally different from you. But uh, for the first time that you see that woman and you see how desirable she is, you start to think, oh, my God, I want to be this person. Okay, I want to be this person. And then when you look at the mirror, you are hundred percent different from this person or that person and you start to think oh my god i will never be like her so i have to do something to change i'm going to start strengthening my hair because the society will accept me with my straight hair you know even if that is too painful even if my my hat's like with a lot of scars because the burns you know uh okay now let me see what can i do um okay i cannot i uh, i cannot change my color <laughs> because it's not something that i can i can change you know so i'm going to behave like her okay so being like her uh, i don't know acting like her talk like her walk like her you know be more like her and less more like me and this is an is it is a painful idea especially if you are a teenager and you are at the moment discovering your identity when you are a teenager and then you will start to be more like the other person and less uh like you you know and this is painful because the process that you 
that you have to do while you are start to grow up and your mind starts to change. You start to understand, you begin to understand why you you have those thoughts for the first time. And it's painful, you know, it's a painful process. It's not good. It's not good. And now we have the social media, which uh, do the same thing that TV used to do when we were teenagers. And now it's the worst because social media has been selling the idea that perfection is that thing, you know, is that thing. It's not what you have, what that people have. Uh, it's perfect, but not like you. I think one of the most confusing, confusing things is that, yes, we look to the TV or movies, and like I said, now it's a little bit more diverse, but still skinny is something that is very common. Now they can have different skin colors, but their skin is still. But yeah, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they were all white, skinny, tall, blonde girls that had beautiful faces. And media sold us, like us, everyone, the idea that if you look like that, you were going to be happy. But now when we see those girls or guys, they actually had a lot of problems. Like if we see the actors and celebrities, how many have like, I don't know, drug abuse or they have committed suicide or they feel very unhappy with their lives and pressure to look a certain way. They are not even at peace with how they look. So it's like, okay, so we want to look more like that because that's going to give us what? And I think that's something very important that sometimes we need to make a stop. Okay, maybe I feel that I will be happier if I'm skinnier, but why? Because I believe that skinnier people are happier and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they are skinny and another person is telling them you're not, you are like still fat or, oh, you should have more curves. So it's like, why everyone is so concerned about how the people look and everyone is saying you should be more like this, more like that, but why? So I think when we talk about mental health and, and appearance, it's also about what we feel we can obtain. Like. Maybe when you were straightening your hair, you were thinking, I don't know, I will be more, more something, more respectable or something. I was um, watching um, a documentary last week called Big Picture, um, Picture a Scientist. And the idea was that when we think about a scientist, we usually would think about a man, a white man. We, of course, are not going to think about a black woman. That was like the conclusion of the, like the experiment that they did. And one of the scientists was a black woman and she said that, well, she had curly hair, like, you know, like, oh, you say kinky, I think it was the word that you use. And she was told so many times that she looked messy. Like, you need to do something with your hair to look more professional. So she was mentioning, okay, so I was getting discriminated because of my hair, but they were not telling me, oh, your hair is nasty because I don't like it. They were telling me it was not professional enough. So the idea of changing her hair was to feel more professional. And she said that she was trying to do that. And then she reached a point where she said, no, this is my hair. And my value as a scientist is not because of how my hair looks. And my hair looks amazing. It's just not professionally straight because my hair is not straight. So I was thinking about that and I don't know in your role as a teacher, if you see sometimes 
young girls or boys questioning how they look or feeling embarrassed of how they look because they feel it makes them look a certain way, like less desirable maybe or messy. I don't know if you can tell us a little bit about your experience with other people questioning their appearance as well. Wow. When you have, um, as you say, a black power, you know, like my hair, is a black power, people will look and say, okay, it's not professional enough. Actually, it's not even professional. You are you are not allowed to work here because of your hair. You know? And what is the idea of professional hair? What a professional hair looks like, actually. Because for me, I mean, I'm not, go uh, my hair is not going to work either. <laughs> so why are you so concerned about my hair? <laughs> As a teacher, I know that my role is important for uh, my children, my kids' life. Uh, and I use my natural hair, uh, my 4C hair, to show them that I'm not ashamed of my hair. And I have black blankets. You know, I have one jacket because it's a private school, which is a private school here in Aracaju. And people there are quite rich, you know, and there aren't a lot of black kids in this school. Would be important if they were there? Yes, would be. But as I did not, I try to, to show them that my hair is completely normal and it's beautiful. You know, I use my Uh, my natural hair to show them that I'm not sure I had this experience with the kid and uh, the class was over and she looked at me and said hey I don't like you teacher and I said why you don't like me what did I do for you for you not like me and she said okay I don't like you because of your hair and I looked at her and said why I mean why right and She said this in one week, and the next week, she said the same thing for a friend, and she's only five, okay? And, I mean, I was not concerned about what she's saying about my hair. I was more concerned about what she learned at home, you know, because we know that kids doesn't know much. They know what they, the, the parents say. They, they know uh, <clears throat> by seeing how their parents behave, how what they parents are talking and everything else you know so i try to to show to them i try to show them that i am uh, ordinary people like them you know i'm there i'm able to do my job i'm trying to teach them to educate them especially the differences that it's important to be yourself um try to them that it's so if you are not exactly the same of your friend you know it's okay have your curly hair doesn't matter what people are going to say about your hair and especially with girls because we know that girls uh, has suffered a lot of pressure about society the society and I every time that I, I see a girl with a Really beautiful hair. I say, oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. Look how hair is beautiful. You know, uh, look how beautiful you are. You start to say this to them because they are going to understand that they are beautiful, exactly how they look like. 
Now, and this is only for black kids. Now, it's for fat kids, for, um, I don't know, fat kids, kids because they exist, and for, for kids in general, now, because they are in a, in a moment of their life, they are discovering things, you know? Uh, and this will be very cruel, we don't know that. So I try to, to make them understand that it's okay being you. you know? It's not only okay being you, but you also have to be proud of you. On that note, I wanted to, to thank you for coming to the podcast. I know that we could be talking forever, but the minutes fly and... I wanted to say that to you. I'm very proud of the work that you do on your podcast on teaching uh, young children to accept themselves more and and also for some of the pictures that I have been seeing also. And I know that it's hard sometimes to look in the mirror, but at least, at least sometimes I think you look in the mirror and you really like your hair. And I know it has been a struggle because other people have said that it shouldn't look like that. And I think... We need to become the people that actually embrace diversity and that we destroyed this rigid idea of what beauty is and that we could also express who we are through clothing, maybe tattoos, through the hair. So I wanted to thank you, Anna, for, for being here with us. And I don't know if you want to repeat the name of your podcast or any other social media where we can actually find you and talk to you if we want your advice or just to have a chat. Thank you, Francesca, for inviting me for this moment. Okay. Um, I'm not usually to uh, run podcasting in English, so if I made any mistakes, please, sorry. <laughs> okay. So, but thank you so much for having me here today. It was great talking to you again about this subject, which very important to us, something that should not be taken to granted. You know, people should talk more about this. And people can follow me here on Instagram uh, by @anacarolinasicarmo. Okay, or on my podcast, okay. So that's it. Once again, thank you very much for the opportunity. You are doing an amazing job with your podcast. I know you are dedicated for the mouth. And I wish you all the success in the world. Okay, and your voice will be widespread. Thank you for your words. Podcast Sana Incertidumbre. What ideas are you taking away with you? So that was Ana Caroline. She is from Brazil, like we mentioned, and she has this podcast called Pretas na Rede, or Black Women on Social Media. I think you can give it a go. I know it's in Portuguese for now, but there's also plenty of podcasts and TV shows now or series with Black women as protagonists, and not only talking about men, but also talking about their lives, their struggles. And I think we need to have more diversity in the people that we look up to because I think the world needs to see that we are not all the same and that's okay. But also we need, of course, all our human rights to be completely 
like preserved and respected. And I think with the black community, we are dead completely. One of the ideas that I take from the conversation we had is that we learn to hate our bodies. We learn to hate our appearance. And that's not something like naive in the sense of the industry, the cosmetic industry, the like surgery industry, and of course, social media, clothes, they sell from our insecurities. It would not be something profitable for them if we loved our skin, if we love our wrinkles, if we love every part of our body, um, if we are overweight and we are okay with that, like if we are healthy enough, then who cares? For them, it's necessary because they sell creams, they sell makeup, they sell hair straightenings. And it's okay if we want to explore, but I think the problem is when we think that there's something wrong with us. And if we look a certain way, we are going to be happier. And sometimes, unfortunately, that can seem to be true. Not because being skinnier makes you more happy. It's because how people react to that. I don't know if you have ever heard, like when people lose weight, sometimes people will say, oh, you look better. You look happier. Now you look good. So they are putting like a before and after with how your appearance change. And if we look back, probably 60 years from now, at least in Chile, people will say the opposite, like you're too skinny, you need to eat more. In some other cultures, like some friends that I have from China, it will be the opposite, like you need to eat more because you're too skinny. So there's always someone else, like, I don't know, it's like a costume. You said, I care about you, that's why I'm telling you this. But the damage that we can have or the impact that we can have on how other people perceive their appearance is very, very strong. So we need to be aware of how do we share our concerns and how do we present our ideas to other people without damaging their image. And also, I just want to repeat what we said in, in the last minutes of the podcast, that we need to be the people we didn't have. We need to be the people that tell us that we look good, that our bodies are not only beautiful, but we have. Um, we can do a lot of things with that. We can jump, we can run, we can swim. Even if we have a, a dis disability, like we just need to look at the Paralympics. We can do all of that and more, but we need the support from others. It's more hard to climb a ladder, a ladder if we don't have anyone holding it. So we need the support from others. We need other people to stop judging how we look. And we need to be able to express how we want to be like if you are a man i want to wear heels that should be of course like allowed like why would somebody say that that makes you more like less of a man you're not you're just you and you like heels compliments to you i cannot work walk on heels because my feet uh they cannot stand anything like with a heel on it i just wear flip-flops that's my thing but yeah so we wanted to talk with carol uh, anna carolina today about how the perceptions that you have about your body are also how other people make you feel. And we learned that beautiful means blonde, for example. But even people that are blonde that are not only happy because they're blonde. They have so many other things that happen to their lives. So we need to stop centering everything on how the body looks like.
was Sana Incertidumbre, a podcast about mental health, self-care, and life itself, with Sebastián Valdés and Francisca Venegas. You can find us on Instagram in at Sana Incertidumbre and be part of the conversation. <laughs>